0: Don't know where the other ones are.
1: Uh, Oh, well. some People are are busy schedules. It's hard to combine sometimes. That
0: way. We've got the dream team here. Always.
1: Yeah, spread the word. Spread the word.
0: (laughs) It's a good crew, though.
1: Awesome.
2: So welcome to the Wireless Podcast. We've got uh, Twitter, NASA's new tech, we've got Meta, and game streaming in china should be a good, pretty good episode how you doing guys how oh, well, about thank you
1: yeah doing good hired but still doing good well, no, time for, for the pub yeah
2: uh, that looks like some pretty new tech over your shoulder Raven.
1: it is printing its own extension
2: that's very cool i like the lighting in there too
1: yeah Philips huey and um I've been taking uh, Peter's uh, new class this week. Um, And so um, I I now figured out how to, well, you can use Wi-Fi to control your UI, right? But now uh, I've got the API. So now if I enter or if a device connects to my Wi-Fi, I can have now the webhook send a command to my uh, node red and turn on the lights, or if if I'm uh, uh, basically watching a movie and, and my wife pops in and it should be working, then if she connects to that a-, a certain AP, lights turn a different color, so they alert me and that kind of thing, so automation.
0: That's awesome. Uh, that
2: sounds like way too much work. It, it does.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's as I discussed with Peter, it's things I'd like to do and just put them on the list, and for some reason that list is always growing, but doesn't get Smaller? Never? Ever? Like, take one down, add two more. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's just, just a like list of things. Speedy, though, yeah, it?
2: just the list of things you're not working on.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's like the list of DIY and things that I should be doing in the house. Um, and mine keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I'm, I'm not doing any of it. Yeah. None of it? No progress whatsoever? <laughs> Little bits. The problem is getting started. Once I'm started, it's fine. I get on with it. Was oh, like uh, the the ceiling on the landing at the top of the stairs uh, because of the loft hatch I had it all uh, boarded, uh, so that's drywall. Chris in America, you know, drywall, whatever that is, plasterboard here in the Gibson, UK. Yeah, plasterboard. Um, so you plasterboard and you don't you don't plaster things in the US, do you? You don't plaster things. I, no, that. Oh, yeah so it's it's mostly
2: just drywall um in, oh, yeah. in so the we... u.s that older ho- homes have um lathe and plasters so um thin strips of wood and then covered with a with a plaster usually filled with horsehair. but that's that's like 1800s 1700s
0: Jeez. kind of stuff christ okay yeah so i've had that replastered and it's been plastered four months now and i still haven't even put a coat of paint on it yet so i need to get that done <laughs> It's whitish it's fine no no it's bright pink this is fresh plaster oh it's oh. plaster is pink yep mine is dry is it you learn something new every day well pink. yeah it's like a pinky
1: brown color oh for us it's just white oh. oh okay no
0: so what we got guys what are we drinking got a uh a margarita Oh freshly made made by yourself freshly made yeah with a garnish nice nice
1: yeah fancy
0: you're up in in the drinks game aren't you i mean to be honest i had a funny feeling you were gonna pull something out the bag so i've I've kind of pulled something out the bag myself so what do you got i have an elderflower gin and tonic Ooh. I'm going. I'm going slightly poncy tonight. I'm not I'm not going for a typical beer in the pub. I'm I'm, I'm going I'm going a bit more upmarket. I feel like the pub it's it's attracting some better clientele. You see, so it's not just some dark and dingy pub anymore. It's it's starting to sell better drinks. So i, I feel like you know we're getting we're getting up there, guys. I'm oh, charge more for that.
1: So so I'm, now I'm, I'm I'm afraid to to sell what I'm drinking. No, no, go on. Water.
0: Water, straight out the <laughs> tap.
1: Yeah. Straight out the tap. on top, yeah. Nothing fancy, just water.
0: Good, good. That'll keep us going.
1: But then again, as I always say, I don't need alcohol to make really bad decisions.
0: No, no, that's a good point. We can make them at any point, at yeah. any time.
2: So what do you want to talk about today?
0: Well, it's still been a pretty interesting week. Um, although... Um, I think we had a job ad- advert going, didn't we? We absolutely did. So
2: even with the expanded uh, team, we're still having trouble uh, filling in, uh, filling in and getting the, uh, the episodes recorded. So if you're interested in joining and expanding our bullpen, you can reach out to us on Twitter or where's Christian at wireless Yeah. Always where's
0: Christian.
2: It's like, it's like where's Westcott.
1: Yeah, exactly. it's just, want to say that yeah so maybe we'll probably have a bigger chance of getting david on here than christian
2: Excellent. we should
0: yeah we should make that a goal is, is try yeah, to get him on that's, before it's not a bad show. that's not a bad show. no i think um i think the first one we were uh we were gonna have a chat about was the uh the latest gaming crackdown in china Indeed. latest of many Cause they've already got like a three
2: hour per week time limit for uh anyone under under 18 i think it is it is um, but now uh they're uh they're banning live streaming of unauthorized games i guess you got to get a license now to do uh yeah you um, need to do live streaming of of games that are not on the approved list you need to need
0: approval don't you and i think it's one of the the things to it see is it's uh people should resist harmful celebrity fan culture. And that's that's why they're doing it. And to be honest, I think I have a point because there's nothing I can't stand more than the Kardashians and people like that. Honestly, I hate it. The wife watches the Kardashians. She watches this other TV program called like Love is Blind and other just crap, utter, utter crap. And I just think this is this is genuinely what's wrong with the world. These types of people. Yeah. And and, and... if they were just banned altogether, then I think life would be so much better. So I think China's onto something here. Um, Not that I condone the mass surveillance and censorship and stuff (laughs) like that, but I think they're onto something there with the uh, the harmful celebrity fan culture though.
1: Yeah. And, And let's be honest, even the Kardashians shit, stinks.
0: You wouldn't think so, right?
1: Well, looking at the TVs, they'll make it smell like flowers, but...
2: Nah. <laughs> I, is, yeah. is that like celebrity fan culture or is that like uh, watching the train wreck or the car crash and not being able to look away? Yeah,
0: I think that maybe is it. But it's interesting how um, China class, you know, live streaming of games as celebrity fan culture because there's nothing really i mean unless you're doing um like uh twitch and stuff like that where you, you're watching people and all specific people and uh, twitch twitch celebrities and stuff um unless you're doing that i, I don't see where the, the fan culture comes from
2: well, well i think that's that there's there's two parts of this i think and, and that one of them is the the actual live streaming of it so being playing the game and, and having other people watch you play. Um, and I, I think they're, they're cracking down a little bit more on games that are not on their approved list, not just for, for streaming, but for playing as well. And, and that's the one um, I, I don't agree with the, with the ban on the streaming. Uh, but the, the just cracking down on the games in general is one that I'm, I'm kind of confused about and what the, what the ultimate goal is of that and
0: what, what they get out of it. Yeah, because they, they were saying that they'd initially, like you said, limited to three hours to stop game addiction, right? Uh, which, to be honest, actually is is a is a very valid point because yeah, kids. I mean, it, it's bad enough. I mean, my daughter's banned from using the iPad at the minute because it's just it's just too much. But it, it is a point because we've got kids who are just locking themselves away in the house playing games and and really they should be out. Playing and getting some fresh air.
1: Exactly. So my kids, have a, have, no, no, uh, yeah, my kids have a. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, my kids have a limit, time limit as well. So in in the weekends they're allowed like two hours on their PlayStation, um, and, and 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 during the weeks it's an hour, and 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 so I've set up this these parental controls, and so there's no discussion. After an hour, they or and after two hours, they get logged off and it's so much easier than saying oh could you please sign off and then oh no let me just finish this game or this or that or it's now it's done and yeah maybe in and during a, a holiday period um, I might increase it but um, go outside play but maybe mm-hmm. I'm old school
2: we're getting into politics adjacent ch- territory but is it is it the government's place and in in this case the chinese government to tell you what your how long your children should be able to
0: play video games well again what like you say, you're getting into politics of things and worldwide views but i think i think there's a there's an element of responsibility so i think what the, i think what they're the pointing out is something very valid it is a problem and we we, we definitely should do more right Uh, Like what you were saying, Raymond, you've got your time limits, your parental control set up, and stuff like that for your kids. Um, But they're not just—they're not just limiting how long you can play. They're also limiting what you can play. So it's what they're limiting what you can and what you want to do, if that makes sense. So you're limiting two different types there. So you don't a choice to do whatever you want for three hours. They're telling you what you can do with those three hours.
1: Yeah, that might not be a good thing. But then again, uh, looking at, at PGI ratings, uh, that's easy to get around as well. So now there might be even saying, well, we're enforcing PGI ratings.
0: PGI Just ratings?
1: Playing, playing the devil, devil's, devil's advocate here.
0: What's PGI ratings?
1: PGI. Like the, 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 the uh, PEGI. Oh, oh the,
0: the yes. uh, Peggy.
1: Oh, ratings. Peggy. Okay, Peggy. Well, what a P E G I it says. So
2: that's that's the age rating for exactly. a specific game, yeah. much yeah. like the what, the MPAA
1: and, ratings yeah. for movies. Yeah, Peggy eighteen. Yeah, exactly. And so w- would you want your uh, kid, which is twelve, play shoot somebody's brain out in a uh, P- Peggy eighteen rated game?
0: That's a personal choice for you, isn't it? In our our culture, that is something that you can decide whether you want your kids to do or not. I guess it comes down to that choice. You live in a a free society. Again, it's it's the
1: politics one. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, um, your government has also said you you can't drive over, at least our government says you can't drive over 100k an hour uh, during the day. Uh, 100 kilometers an hour. So maybe I want to drive faster and, and so uh, or, or not but yeah mm. it's a very well, other top, it applies to other topics as well right so it is the government telling you or at least giving you some boundaries if it's speed on the highway if it's uh, games you play or, or or not or and again I'm not saying it's good or bad it's just you can look at it different ways.
0: Does anybody know what games they actually approve? Because I'm just looking here. Apparently, they have 45 video games that are approved for licenses. So let's have a quick look.
2: That seems like a small list. There's a lot of video games out there. And only 45 were approved?
0: Uh, 45 it might grow. made the list. It and and it. I guess
2: how many are 10 cent games?
0: Uh so other companies was just... oh it's not games, it's companies whose games were licenses. So you had uh XD, Party Star, uh iDream Sky, 37 games, GBits Network Technology, Yuzu Games shenzhen z g game i don't recognize any of these billy billy well i think this is the point is that these are chinese only um publishers right there's no activision there's no blizzard there's no ea there's you know there's none of that there so my suspicion is the ones that are approved are chinese government friendly uh
1: games publishers right yeah and it says here that tencent is going to shut down a service that is allowing chinese gamers to access overseas platforms that allow you to play unapproved foreign games yes so and f- yeah, tencent is the chinese government friendly company
2: um, i'm surprised tencent actually built that product to begin with if it, if it allowed you to like log on to uh, Microsoft, the xCloud, and, and play games online um, and then stream that. Uh, if if they allowed that kind of thing to happen, uh, I'm surprised the product came forward to begin with.
0: Yeah, I've just shared a link which looks like a Chinese version of YouTube or maybe Twitch called uh, Billy Billy.
1: Mm-hmm. I can see it. It it does well my Chinese is pretty bad, pretty rusty. Um so it just
0: looks like a, a, a Chinese version of Twitch stroke YouTube to be brutally honest.
1: Yeah, it does. Interesting.
0: I guess it's different uh, there's two parts of this because we've got we all, everyone knows about the Great Firewall and yep. everything that goes on with that. But it it's it's just it takes that one step further so they're not only censoring and permitting what you are allowed to search outside of china if anything at all but now they're limiting how much of that you can do and how long for um i think one of the problems that they probably face is that when they're playing let's say call of duty online these chinese players they're interacting with other people from different countries and from their perspective, they don't want their citizens being poisoned by Western views and things like that. So I can, I can potentially see their point of view. doesn't mean I agree with it though.
1: Nope. But yeah, I didn't even think of that. that yeah. They're interacting with the rest of the world. And so hmm. um, they might get a glimpse of things that the Chinese government doesn't want them to see.
0: I think that's what it is, to be
2: honest. Um. It, it, yeah, I'm coming at it from my like I play mostly single player games and don't do a lot of online except like co op stuff with uh, my my brother in law or my brother. Um, and so, but I never really think about the, the online component with the just interacting with strangers in that uncontrolled
0: environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are they how are they going to police this? So if somebody somebody has an Xbox and I don't know, they've got a VPN installed on their home router that allows them to VPN into another country. Are they going to be able to stop this? I, I don't think so.
1: Yeah. So, um, a friend of mine uh, who also owns a company had a, um, and, and so the, he imports these uh, nanometer C, uh, CNC milling machines. Mm-hmm. So, they're like really, really, really accurate ones. Um, and it had a Chinese. Guy from the company coming over here for a few months, um, and, and they have to request access to WhatsApp, for example, to to be able to communicate with um, uh, uh, with using WhatsApp with other people. Um, and, and and so it, the same is for VPN. They they need to ask permission to be able to set up a VPN connection. So um, they they might block a VPN connection entirely. I'm not quite sure, but
0: how would they do that with if it's an ssl vpn it's, it's port 443
1: right yeah but then again if, if it's the chinese firewall acts as a big proxy they probably would detect it
2: i mean i i don't think this is designed this is the rule in place the enforcement mechanism is sort of the, the other issue but we've uh Someone that's going to set up a VPN to another country to be able to bypass that, that's the exception and not the rule. The mm-hmm. vast majority of, of people um will just if there's some sort of minor enforcement mechanism, that's the barrier to entry and they don't they don't pursue it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so this is catching 95% or 90% of the people that are doing it, and maybe that's all all that they're looking for.
0: Potentially. Potentially.
2: I mean, same thing with when uh, Netflix has, they've got content on, um, they've got content in Australia that isn't necessarily in the U S or they've got content in in the UK that isn't necessarily in the U S yeah. You can VPN over there and watch it that way, but for the most part, folks watching it on their TV, they're never going to even try it. So they've, they've taken care of enforcement by covering most people.
0: Yeah. I must admit, I I do that a lot because I'll start watching the series here in the UK And then when I go abroad, so for our suit when I went to Germany, uh, I went to go and play it. And it was like, it it still showed me my list that was in the UK. But I went up and I go and click on it. It said, this content is not supported in this country. So I was like, at first I was like, eh? I was like, what's what's all this about? And I was like, ah, it's not available. So I had a VPN into into my house just to be able to watch it.
1: Yeah. And and even that is against the... uh... Terms and conditions of Netflix.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Actually, I found I found something interesting. So this is going slightly off topic. From <laughs> oh, I never never thing, happened. Talking <laughs> talking about the um, the VPN thing. So what I did notice is, and it, and it made me think. <clears throat> so when I was on cellular connection, uh, LTE, um, and I was watching Netflix, it would work, right? But if I connected to Wi-Fi, it would say this content is not available. So I thought, hmm, I wonder why it works on LTE, but not Wi-Fi, right? So I did a What's My IP when I was on uh, LTE, and it was actually an uh, IP address in the UK. I connected to the Wi-Fi and obviously got a German IP. And I come to the conclusion what they're doing is there must be a big VPN tunnel, you know, going from provider to provider. So obviously I'm using EE here in the UK. And in Germany, I think I was using O2DE. So I think what they probably got is a VPN between the providers in the UK so that I can use my data using their cellular network, but it tunnels me all the way back to the UK. And
2: So So you think with part of that roaming agreement that they're part of that roaming agreement is just that, Hey, any of your customers, we're just going to tunnel them back to you.
0: Yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, and that's what made me think. I was thinking, no, that's quite good. That's quite a good way. So rather than me, although there's some pros and cons to that, I guess. Um, but I didn't realize that's how it actually worked. Um, so
1: yeah,
0: slightly off topic, but yeah, that's one thing I discovered about that.
1: I'll have to try that next time.
0: I don't know if that was just with EE, to be fair, but it, that's, it's definitely been working that way. But then it, it, it's weird because even though there's a VPN or there's clearly a tunnel between the two, um, when I would go to Google on a search browser, it would default me to google.de rather than google.co.uk. So it it's like the phone picks up your geolocation of where you actually are and is therefore directing you to websites based on your physical location. But my IP data is coming out from the UK.
2: Was well, the um, the forcing you to the .de, I'm, I'm curious if that's more DNS-based, where DNS is local um, to whatever tower or uh, carrier that you were on, but your data is being tunneled back.
0: That um, is interesting, actually. I'll, I'll be intrigued to find out how that's actually working because that was one of my annoyances is that all of my websites were loading in the german version um rather than the uk one so all of my locale preferences on my phone and my macbook are all uk so it's not picking up a locale preference of the device it's obviously picking up either like you say dns or it's using physical location services to determine where you are, to see, oh, well, we're going to redirect you to the the, the, the local version of that site. Right like when I was going to Amazon, it was coming up as Amazon.de.
1: Yeah. I regularly shop at Amazon.de, but that's just, they have different stuff than the Dutch one, for some weird reason.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
2: So... <laughs> Spe- speaking of large tech companies, uh, do we want to shift topics over to uh, to chat a little bit about Meta? Ugh. Also known as Facebook?
0: I, I hate calling uh. it Meta, you know, I really do.
2: The artist yeah. formerly known as Facebook?
0: Why, 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 why call it that? What a, what a shit name. Because the Metaverse is everything, Ryan. Yeah. Well, it, well, it is, really. Let, let's be honest. It is, isn't it? The amount of data and the amount of every, just everything that they have is... The universe.
1: Yes, you are right, Chris. Yeah. And so marketing-wise, it's a good thing they called it Meta.
2: So I, but everyone, everyone still calls Facebook now, anyway.
1: Yeah, it's still Facebook. Yeah.
0: So what, what's the what's the crack? Because I've I've seen this in passing that now they're just ripping people off even more now. And ultimately, there's nothing you can
2: do about it. So uh meta has announced that they're going to take a 50 percent commission on purchases made within inside their metaverse so whatever whatever services they provide um so a 50 percent commission on all of that um while at the same time they've been pretty vocal about how awful it is that the app store has 15 percent and 30 percent commission on uh, on their services
0: I, I do find that interesting actually i think that's um that's quite funny. So I'd imagine they're going to take a commission. So if you buy something from Facebook Marketplace or uh, not Marketplace uh, via Facebook ads, maybe, is, is that how it's going to work? I have no no clue
2: what kind of services that they're going to be spinning up for whatever Facebook happens to be calling their metaverse. But um, I don't know if it's stuff within Oculus or the the, the VRAR environment or whether it's it's other um services where you're buying apps or goods um that's
0: but uh, so if, you think if you purchase a game from uh the oculus store say so, um do you think they're gonna then take 50 percent of that game purchase
2: I, that's what this reads like uh, yeah. that uh so we've got a, a quote. So CNBC had posted an article. So Meta spokesperson confirmed to CNBC that Meta will take an overall cut of up to 47.5% on every transaction. This includes a hardware platform fee of 30% for sales made through the Meta Quest store, right. where it sells apps and games for its virtual reality headsets. On top of that, Horizon Worlds will charge a 17.5% fee. What's Horizon Worlds? Uh, that's one that I believe that's a, like a game in an environment within, um, the, the quest store. Right. So that, that, that Facebook provides. Um, so it looks like 30% for sales made through the store. And then an additional other fee on top of that for other, uh, for other Facebook provided services within the quest store.
0: Okay. Yeah. So horizon worlds welcome to horizon a social experience where you can explore play and create in extraordinary ways in horizon not just a visitor so i guess it's just some big online virtual yeah, reality place
1: exactly it's a vr world where you can meet and greet and do things with other people and the modern Hubble hotel isn't it yeah exactly Look, well what i'm looking at it looks like it yeah yeah so, what was
2: that? I, I think it's a modern version of uh, it was it Second Life? I think was the uh, was the big big one uh, a couple of years ago,
0: or a more up to date version of The Sims, where you are actually the character.
2: Uh, yeah, hopefully you're not drowning babies.
1: <laughs> so that's what you did in The Sims.
2: I, it it always happened accidentally. Either either they drowned or they caught on fire, but uh, it was inevitable.
1: Okay, Chris, do you have any real-world kids?
0: I do not, which is
2: probably ah. a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that explains it then.
0: Right, okay. So they, they're going to take 50% of any transaction that goes through a 47.5%.
1: Yeah, up to, up to okay. right? So if, if it's just a, a... What what I see is if, if it's just, uh, well, just using their hardware, then it's only 30%. And if, if it's something which is... Using the hardware, and it's in the uh, in in their uh, um, horizon world. Then you add another seventeen and a half percent. Well,
0: the publishers are just going to put the prices up to reflect that, right?
1: Yeah, and who pays for it? It's the user.
0: Or they do what everyone else has been doing with the app store when they don't want. So obviously, when you download an app, you see the uh, you see the comment that says in in app purchases, right? obviously, which hmm. means that every app purchase you put through there, um, Apple are going to take up. But what a lot of people have been doing is saying, giving you the shopping list saying, yeah, yeah, yeah this is the shopping list. So you want to buy this? Click buy and it takes you to a website and you have to purchase it that way because then they don't get done with the commission fees from Apple.
1: Yeah, uh, if Audible, it is allowed. Right? That, was, and- that was
0: one of my biggest bugbears with Audible. I've been an Audible customer for eight years now. And I've had the app on my phone and I could browse a catalog, but I could never buy them because I get my credits every month. You could never purchase an audiobook with a credit through the app because there was a long running dispute that Apple would want 30% of that. Um, so, what you had to do is you had to go onto the web page download uh, redeem the credit so use the credit against it and then it would automatically download it to your phone but now that you can actually do that so i don't know if they're paying the 30% or if there's a change in apple's stance where if it's not actually money
1: here in the here in the eu they they are now forced to allow third-party payment
2: yeah yeah that's been something that apple has been um has been very strict on is is that within the app approval process that if there is references to an external uh, to another way to buy it so whether going through the um that app's website and and purchasing um or redirecting to that they've they've blocked those updates to the app um so it it is kind of funny um the, the the hypocrisy on I guess on everyone's account, but, but I think in in particular for Facebook for uh, saying uh, uh, that 15 to 30% commission on Apple has been monopolistic and harmful to customers, adding the platform blocks, innovation and blocks competition. uh, But they're, uh, even at the base, even if we take out the horizons component of this, where it's, it's above the 30%, they're taking that same 30%. And mm-hmm. when I'm they're sold. doing it, is it
0: not blocking innovation and blocking competition? Absolutely. I mean, they're taking a lot more. So they, you know, they're trying to have that cake and eat it. Right.
1: Yeah, it's just pot and kettle in this and this yeah. at this point.
0: Yeah. It's uh I guess from their perspective, it's a great money-making option, right? So, they've got all of these new services at Oculus. I mean, my nephew's got an Oculus, and he loves it. And I can't imagine he's not going to not pay for uh, games in the Oculus store, because he is. Uh, you know, he's obsessed with it. So, he he's going he to download games and pay for them and stuff like that. Um I-
2: yeah, I've got, I've got one. I've, I've bought games through it and, and I've got no issue with with stores within there taking a cut um, that that's that's fine. If you've built that ecosystem that you have to make money somehow. But I think the the problem here is that percentage and that was why um, who was it the uh, um, the big uh, i am trying to complete blank on the name uh, that sued Apple to try to get uh, get alternate payment. Um, and I'm gonna look this up while I try to find it.
0: To, no, my point being is, though, our, our publishers are not just gonna put up the cost of the services and games that they sell and subscriptions uh, to cover that. So it's it's not it's not um, it's not a Meta that are gonna. I mean, they're gonna take a bigger percentage. They're gonna take a, a bigger overall amount. A developer will get what they need, but ultimately, it's. To we the consumer that, that peers the price out, right?
2: Yeah, it was Apple and Epic Games was was the Epic one that had the lawsuit for the uh, for that. but but yeah, like it's fine, it's fine if they make some money on it. Um, but I think the, the big issue is that what that percentage is. And it either drives you to uh, just bite the bullet and up the price in that ecosystem or um, if they don't have a big enough percentage of the market, do you just not develop for that ecosystem and, and say we're not we're not going to put up with it? They're not they're not going to take that much of a of a commission on our sales. And I think we're we're early on in this that there's there's still opportunity for um for other ecosystems to come out of this. It doesn't have to be Meta's Quest line.
0: Well, I guess it's the it's the sheer balls of it. I mean, what what point? They think they are inti- effectively entitled to forty-seven and a half percent of a business. Because that's what that's what they're they're, they're demanding, right? Up to forty-seven point five percent of a transaction. Those transactions are someone's business. Yeah. So what what what, what makes Meta think that they own or are entitled to? up to 47.5% of someone's sole business. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, the intellectual property and everything that belongs to that business, so how they can tax someone, 47.5% is ludicrous. 30%, I think, is fair because there's a majority of that going back to the, the publisher and the developer. Um, yeah. And they still hold... I mean, if you take it into account of so business terms, you know, if an investor wants to invest in your business... You know, give them 47.5% of your business is, is ludicrous, right? You know, giving them 30%, yeah, it's not too bad.
1: Yeah, and then it all comes down to what you get in return.
0: Well, that's the thing, right, is the value. So 30%, and at the end of the day, there's only one marketplace. So 30% is a good deal. They get money just for literally advertising you and and people using the service that they provide to PAU so i think 30% is acceptable yeah it, it's it could well be better if yeah. it was less but defendable
1: you know, it, acceptable yeah, yeah it's
0: fair
2: right i I, un, I understand it i don't agree with it i understand yeah, it I, exactly. I think it should be less um like particularly when it comes to small developers
0: do do you think they'll u-turn on this
2: uh, I mean, think, if, if the stock uh, price keeps going down they will have to. Yeah, drop what six, seven percent? They've uh, oh. it is tanked. I, I mean it's gone down a significant amount uh, since February early February
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that, that I mean this isn't the only issue that they're that they're running into. Um,
1: yeah, I, I can see uh, second of February 2nd. 323 US dollars the day after they almost dropped a $100 in a single At, day
2: so and never rose
1: no 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 J- you bit but ne- never recovered no so that's 30% <laughs> ah so that makes sense so um dropping from $320 to $230 that's about 30% so that's why they're trying to make up for
0: <laughs> but the more the more they piss people off, the more money they're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I think they've got the wrong strategy here, right? They what they what they're trying to do, it, or what, what should happen, in my opinion, is the introductory period, right? The honeymoon period. People are buying these Oculus quests, right? They're brilliant, bits of kit, I must admit. But you want people to be able to develop really good games inviting games so people say, well, actually, I wasn't going to buy a quest, but this game looks really, really cool, or I like that game. I'm going to buy a quest just to buy that game. Yeah? Then once you're in, and if you have the good quality content from the developers, because it's worth their while to spend the money and time to develop such things, then the whole thing just grows, right? So you take an initial, initial little percent, then once it gets to a point where it's like, literally making money and you've got great content you've almost got that point where people can't live without it right then you start charging because then people say well there's not much i can do people can't go and buy this anywhere else this is the sole marketplace then you're in control then and i guess it would be a little bit more acceptable and people would be a little bit more warming to it although through gritted teeth but they've gone from zero to 100 in two weeks literally like in, in essence, yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's amazing. This is a this is a uh, a brand new um, market for them and it, it's a brand new market for a lot of companies so so now is the time to take that and try to expand it as as quickly as you can taking a two percent or a five percent or a ten percent cut particularly when everyone else is doing 30 percent yeah make that we'll do the Microsoft developers 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 uh, make it attractive for them to come to your environment and yeah. develop on it make it as easy and as cheap as possible for them to come to your kit um, and build it. And you'll grow. And if you've got the hardware to support it or, or you let third-party hardware in. um, Which they're not going to do. Yeah. You own the market at that place that it it doesn't matter if you've got the hardware, if you don't have the users Uh, and you don't have the developers and the apps that attract the users.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, people are going to go where the content is. Right. I mean, You look at the Xbox, PlayStation saga, some people prefer going down. I mean, you've got the purists who say, right, I'm going for the better console. You've got the the lifelongers who say, right, I've been Xbox from day one and I'm never going to move. You know, you're still going to have those types of people, but people will still go where the content is, right? If people want to go and play a PlayStation-only game, they're going to buy a PlayStation. If somebody wants to play a game, but it's only available on Quest, then they're going to go and buy that and they're going to go and buy it through the store. And like what you say, Chris, it, it, <laughs> to do this so early on is ridiculous. I mean, they probably think we'll set the precedence now and people will just then live with it. But I think they're just going to piss people off and no one's going to develop for the platform. And someone else is going to say, actually, um, we're going to come up with our own marketplace and our own uh, VR hardware. And it's just going to, who's going to price them out water when there's rumors floating around
2: about Apple developing a um, a VR headset and to be fair there's been patents floating around uh, <laughs> publicly for a long time for that. yeah yeah absolutely but if if you if they had competition from somewhat of scale an Apple a Google a Microsoft uh, I mean there's been small, spurts from, I think all of them, that there were the, the the Google Glass, there was the Microsoft, what was it, the HoloLens, yeah. um, I think. But I, th- I think that was early. We're, we're at the time where the Made hardware is, yeah, where it needs to be. There are playable games on it um, and there's interest from a lot of people. I 100%
0: um, would buy tomorrow if Apple came out with their own VR gaming kit. I would 100% <laughs> buy it. Right. Because I know for a fine fact within a few weeks, good quality content would be would be there because Apple would do the whole thing where it's you make one app and it ports across it all. And, you know, if you've got existing games, it can be transferred straight away to VR because of the code and things like that. They do everything great. And you just know for a fine fact, Apple has a big enough ecosystem that people will develop for it. And within weeks, you will have top tier games on that.
2: Yeah, that's been relatively recent from from Apple. Is that that porting and ability to build yeah. um, build on one app for all um, kind of setup? But that's the that's their make it easy for developers to come to your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Is that when you've only got to build it once and tweak a little bit for certain screen sizes or or hardware um, th- that your decision as a uh, as a business per- person. To say, all right, they might not have, even if we're just talking MacBooks, they might not have a huge chunk of that ecosystem, but if I'm building it for the iPhone and and I can port it over easily, that's that's a no-brainer. It's just extra money.
1: That means they have their platform ready for that integration, that interoperability. um, And that's not the case at this point for the meta thingy.
0: Well yeah because Apple's got a ready made store iTunes that, that, you know the the app store iTunes you know they've already got a store for this and it's already there so and you don't need to do anything else to access it because you've already got it so i honestly uh, i can see this going I like what you're saying Chris uh, i honestly don't think it's going to be too long before Apple comes up with something although historically they've never been a very good gaming company uh gamers haven't really gone to Mac for gaming uh it's never been the thing to do it's always been Windows um and that was a big push for big games on Linux now um we we, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago with was, was it was it steam
2: what well, yeah with SteamOS and, and yeah.
0: the expansion
2: so steam os is is Linux based and and with the steam deck so uh, the, uh, valve is pushing um, is pushing gaming on Linux, and um, uh, the Macs are they're Linux based. So uh, while they're they're highly modified, um, that if if gaming on Linux is easy, it'll be relatively easy to port over. Um, although yep. the new hardware is a whole other issue, but there's abstraction yeah. layers.
0: But I think this is a a drop in the ocean, though. I think I think this is dead before it's even begun. It was a nice thing. I think they've ruined it now with this, and it's going to drive other people to come and do their own stuff. And it ain't going to be long until this is just dead.
1: Or maybe it's a um, all a, a plan to say, well, hey, let's price it high. Let's uh, then, well, see the, see how much the commotion is, and then we'll reduce the price, and then it, people accept it easier and still make. A decent amount of money,
0: mm. they've got a bit of a checkered history when it comes to uh, sort of their pricing scheme and how much money they take, haven't they? Even from when they were doing Facebook ads and revenue, um, they've got a bit of a, a checkered pass for that, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I,
2: I think this is uh, that this is one It's it's bad for consumers, it's bad for developers. Yep. It's just bad for business, particularly this early on in the cycle. So, uh, I, I think we've we've chewed on that enough. Uh, do we want to uh, move over uh,
1: yeah, well, to, we, we to can, other? Our, uh, yeah, exactly. Our, we can talk about another large company or megalomaniac or, or whatever you want to call it, and
0: talk I about think it's hilarious. <laughs> I really do. Uh, so, I would imagine everybody knows by now the ongoing saga with Elon Musk and Twitter. And the checkered history he's had with them, and I just think it's absolutely brilliant that you know he's been silenced, he's put up with a lot of shit from Twitter as as a, as a company, and now he's just decided to turn around and say, you know what, I'm gonna fucking buy you. and he did.
1: Did, did he buy but, it though? Or is but he no, he's now he's so the
0: biggest he's the biggest single shareholder, I believe. Yeah. Uh, one one percent is it?
1: Oh, now, yeah, I is think he has nine. It?
2: Yeah, it, it's it's bigger than that. But the, he's so he's he's a shareholder, but that doesn't mean he has control uh, of the company. No. Um, there were the there was an initial what appeared to be agreement for him to join the board of Twitter. Um, I suspect that was kind of to, just to placate him and and make him feel like he was being heard. Um, but uh, the day he was supposed to start, he rejected that and uh, and wrote the CEO and chairman and said uh, that he would not be joining
0: um offered each he's now offered to buy it out in its entirety and offer 350 dollars a share i think it is no 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 no, no, Uh, way less than that i think it was 45 or something yeah Yeah, either
2: 54 or 45 um it was still a premium over over share price which i mean in any acquisition would would have to be um but uh he he put in the offer I, i mean the board has to consider any any serious offer and and at, at a premium on the share price um, they'll have to consider it but I, I, they have a they have a fiduciary responsibility uh, to do what's best for the shareholders. Um, so I, I don't know the, I suspect they probably will not accept, that offer but it i not know this where point, i got
0: 350 dollars from because i've just checked them the share price and it's 45 us dollars <laughs> so yeah um i think I, I think that's pretty good but doesn't he don't they now have a responsibility so he's he's made that offer yeah to buy everyone share at let's say 35 dollars each they now have a responsibility to put that to every single shareholder now don't they? is it's not that it's not the, that the law i uh, no. that the um
2: it, it doesn't have to go through my understanding is it doesn't have to go through like shareholder voting um, that the board can make that decision on the purchase. Um, If I remember correctly, it was um, $54.20 because there were jokes around about his, uh, his trying to sneak in a four twenty on the, uh, uh, the share price offer. Um, But they, they don't have to, I don't believe they have to go to the shareholders and allow the shareholders to vote on this acquisition. The board can just meet and then, and then vote on Ah. it.
0: So it's a board um, level decision, yeah. but it it has to be voted on at board level, doesn't it? It has to,
1: it has well, to no, be presented it, at least. It, it could be a a what they call hostile takeover, right? Well, that's if what he's he, trying to do. Yeah, exactly. If if he that's what he's trying to. If he if, if he offers x amount of money, which is more than it's worth now, and I, I would happen to own Twitter stock and I would share it to sell it to him, then there's nothing the board can do against it. But what they're doing now, what I've what I've read this afternoon, is saying, well, if you uh, own more than 15%, or no, uh, if if a shareholder gets more than 15% of the shares, other shareholders can buy more shares at 50% off, but only shareholders that own less than uh, that 15%. So they're basically trying to distribute the shares even more. So he you can't get that majority.
0: Well, they've they've given themselves the poison pill, as they say. So to try and stop him. So like you say, they can do you can do the hostile takeover, you can start buying up other people's shares, right? But they've now voted to do a limited duration shareholders' rights plan. Yeah, that one. Basically, uh what they've said is if any person or group acquires an ownership of at least 50%. Twitter's outstanding common stock without approval. Uh it allows other shareholders to be able to buy more shares at a discounted price. See so the idea is it's going to dilute others out of the water. And the idea, bring him down so he doesn't have such a share. But to be honest, well, that, he's got too yeah. much money. I mean, he's offering <laughs> what 43 billion dollars to to buy Twitter and return it back to its whole free speech platform. Um So if he's offering 43 billion, I can't imagine he's thinking, well, I've only got 44 billion in the bank. So I I can only really do 43 billion to still become a billionaire. (laughs) I think he's probably I think you're not going to hear the last of this. I think it's probably going to be 50, 60. He's going to go more. He's going to buy. Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't
2: necessarily have to get over over the 50 percent that that he can develop a coalition of, of other shareholders as well. Um, and sort of force that purchase um, and, and let's through... face it.
0: Most of these shareholders are in to make money, right? So having Elon on board just breathes money anyway, because wherever he exactly. goes, money follows. So if you're a sensible shareholder, you'll say, you know what? I, I, I'll join up because if this works, share price is going to go up. My money, my everything, my values is going to go up. Um, there's only going to be a handful of people who, who are going to resist this, I think, of, yeah. of normal shareholders that is I think it
2: really depends on what kind of shareholder you are that if you' if you're buying if you're just buying a, a tech index that, that happens to contain Google that, that you, you aren't necessarily caring directly about uh, about Twitter. Um, and but if you're a long-term investor of which there're very few these days, um, if, if you're, if you're buying companies for long-term sustainable growth, uh, is someone like Elon, the, the person that you want running that ship? Um, even if he doesn't have, you know, um, do you want him on the board? Um, and do you want ownership as part of that? Um, as part of that group? Cause I, I think he is an interesting individual, um, And has a lot of of personal. (laughs) It puts a lot of personal things into the products that he makes. One good example is is the uh, the fart sound horn uh, on on the Tesla. Like that was just something that that he got a request, thought it was funny, and and just put it in. But is that the kind of thing that you want for a serious tech company that's taking itself seriously year over year over year?
1: well um well, <laughs> uh, well I, I can um really uh, i really like the the quirkiness uh, but that's probably because um that that, that suits my my, my personal uh, um agenda or yeah it, it doesn't have to be all that serious so yeah i i can relate and uh, i like it um but then again yeah it, it, if you're an investor, you want predictability, um, and and so that's not what you have. So yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. It's it's not
2: predictability with with Elon at the helm. This volatility, but you can make money on volatility too uh, if you're that kind of investor. Is is that if you're if you're keeping an eye on what's going on and you're just rapidly buying and selling that 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 volatility can make you money as well if you're timing it right. Um, yeah. But look, again. Look at yeah <laughs> uh, but for, for long-term success is that you're you, you are looking for that that stability
0: so, do you think he's
1: crazy <laughs> happily insane do you think well I, well I hey hang on I, I don't even consider myself sane so yeah I think we're all a little bit crazy.
2: Um, uh, do, you, do anyone know off the top of their head what he's worth at this point?
1: No, not an idea what's That's Ryan
2: furiously Googles off the top of his head.
1: Yeah, so like a two week or two, two ago, he was the wealthiest guy three in three the world. Point so.
0: 273.6 billion. He effectively is almost double Jeff Bezos. And is a hundred and eleven billion more than Bill Gates.
2: So if you're roughly 250 billion in value and you're trying to buy a a platform. Hopefully, I
0: mean what's 20 billion between friends here? (laughs) Uh,
2: At that point, what does it matter? Like what is what does 20 extra billion dollars get you if you um, want it? If you have 250. What can you do at at 270 that you can't do at
0: 250? I mean, it is, he is on track. People never thought we would ever have someone with a net worth of a trillion dollars, but he is currently on track to become a trillionaire by 2024. That is the current trajectory. If it keeps going, he will become the first trillionaire at 2024 so and so i guess the,
2: the, the question is, is be the one to
0: push them there right um uh, you'd
2: think i guess it, it depends what is um does spacex value go up that that quick um i i i spacex is, is going up or and i think any of those those uh whether it be blue origin whether it be spacex uh i think i think like boeing's um uh, space division, like they're going to make money in in the future, but but um, is that a by 2024 kind of thing? Uh, but but back to the question. So if it whether he's saying, is it sane? If you were worth 250 billion dollars, is it sane to do a 43 billion dollar purchase of a tech company? Um, and from what I can tell, for the memes, like that, there, there doesn't seem to be. I've I've seen nothing. About him saying, "I want to buy this because it's got future value because I like these things about it, um, and we can fix these kind of things." The only thing is the the free speech component, um, and his dislike of certain features. Um, that is this is this just get him getting high one day and being like, "I'm going to buy Twitter."
1: Well, if you're doing crazy crazy or weird things if and you don't have a lot of money then people call you crazy if you do have a lot of money and do weird things people call you eccentric
0: would well, they've said that a lot of time a lot of times about him haven't they i mean when he was talking about using reasonable rockets people were like you're fucking mad like it's never gonna work
1: but it did right uh, exactly
0: but so he is like a visionary he is we... and i do get to be honest i kind of agree with him that Twitter should be returned back to its free speech state. Now, I don't agree with a lot of people and what they say, but that's that's the freedom of it. I'm allowed to disagree with that. And you're allowed right, to right. disagree with me, right? It shouldn't then be up to a person or a platform to dictate what is right and what is wrong, because then that isn't free. Now don't get me wrong, there are some horrible people out there who say some. Horrible fucking things that incite violence, hatred against others, and things like that. As much as I hate it, they're entitled to say that. As, as awful as it is, that is that is the, that is the world that we live in, and as that is the world that we fought for. Now, now we've got a company who censors everything that comes up. I mean, you want to talk about COVID, or you want to you want to just have it at a general conversation that's now screened, and if it's deemed not correct. It's censored and it's took away. Uh, if you want to talk about anything like that, it becomes, becomes a problem. And it, people say, well, it's COVID. It's life or death, right? And that's what people are saying. As much as it's not existing anymore. Uh, but it's, it's not, is it? I mean, everyone's talking about Ukraine. Nobody's talking about COVID anymore.
1: Nope, but, um, exactly.
0: It starts there. Where does it end? I kind of agree with the way that he's gone, he wants to buy it and he wants to return it back to how it used to be and you know what i'm i'm, I'm kind of for that right and and if he wants to sp- spend 50 billion of his own money to do that i'm fine with that yeah. so i've i've had this argument with my dad a, a couple
2: of times talking about the uh, your first amendment right on whatever platform and your, your ability to have free speech on a platform, that platform was built by that company. And that company has every right to, if they decide to censor whatever they want on that, if Elon buys it at that point, he would then have every right to either censor or not censor. So that's
0: a good that- point, actually. Uh, I didn't really think of it from that perspective because if our tweets and our conversations are their intellectual property. It's their It's their property. Even though I've typed it, and I've tweeted it out, it's owned by them, right? So you're right in what you're saying. I never really thought of it that way, that they own that right, and they have the, the right to do what they want with it. As long as they're transparent and say, we can do this, then they can do what they want.
2: I think of it, uh, so we've got a, uh, a hardware store that's got a bulletin board outside that that any member of the public can go and, and put something up, whether it's a yard sale, whether it's uh, – uh, whether it's a, a 4-H meeting or, or whatever happens to be there. That's that, um, that's that shop's board. And if someone puts something up there that they don't like, they can just take it down. It's theirs. Like that, that's the comparison that I make with Twitter. And right now, um, even if you don't agree with the, with them censoring some of this free speech, they can. Um, and the minute Elon, if he buys it and if it goes through in whatever means necessary, if he if, uh, if that happens, that he would be able to decide that, nope, anyone can put whatever they want on that. Um,
1: but then you could go down the rabbit hole. There is there any free speech because looking at newspapers, if I want to place an ad uh, th- that also gets, um, screened. Um, so the only way uh, that I would get freedom of speech is basically print something myself and go door to door and put it in somebody, everybody's mailbox.
0: Yeah. that
2: Actually in the U S you couldn't put it in the mailbox. Only the post service postal service can put, put something inside of a mailbox. You could post it on like public boards or telephone poles or wave your sign around and and chat with folks.
0: Yeah. That, that happened to us recently. And there was, there was (laughs) there was a big police investigation actually about that. So somebody Recently, went round with some white supremacist uh, news and propaganda, and basically got loads of stuff printed and posted through everyone's letterbox. So there was a big, <laughs> so there was a big, uh, there was a big investigation about that. But is there a law against that? You know, printing your own material—it's no different to the Jehovah's Witnesses sending me their Watchtower leaflet oh
1: you get those as well
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah, we get them <laughs> but the, you, you see my point right um i don't agree with the white supremacist I, I shouldn't have really used that because people might think that i'm that way and kind i'm not but I, I use it as an example is there was a big police investigation about that he printed off his own materials i mean he was caught in the end but he printed off his own materials and he went around door to door and he posted them through the letterbox right now the jehovah's witnesses came last week too and they put their watchtower through. Now, is that illegal? Uh, I could be deeply offended by that. So can, can I get them arrested? No.
2: I, the, the most important speech to defend
0: is the speech that you don't agree with. Agreed. Because it becomes the opposite. It becomes the violence. It becomes everything, right? Yeah,
2: you want everyone to be able to, to have that opinion and, and, yep. and throw it out there. That that I mean, there's no... It's not that there's necessarily no consequences for it, but, but they should be able to say
0: it. Agreed. And there's certain people on Twitter who I'm sure we all know um, who have said some controversial things in the past. And, and this, this cancel culture, if you like, this, uh, this hatred towards people having an opinion, right or wrong. or that again, that's an opinion in itself, whether you believe it's right or wrong when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, to to then personally attack these people and then write to their employers and say you should you should sack you should you know get rid of these people because they've said this on twitter is awful it really is
2: but but again that's that like that's the the balancing point is that speech doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily consequence free but they can say whatever they want there. So if if your speech has consequences, whether it be f- through your employer, mm-hmm. um, because you're taking a stance that they don't agree with again, that's the employer's decision, whether or not that they want to continue to employ you. Um, and if someone wants to rat you out, I mean, I think we've got better things to do with our time, but, um, if someone else decides to rat you out to the employer, that, that, if you've made a statement that you're not willing to stand by, um, that's a problem too.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: But yeah, we, we should probably. This is getting dangerously into politics. Where we skip, right I basically. Yeah, I, yeah, the, it's it's right or, at the
2: end. We're we're getting deep here. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah. And and so we should probably switch it over to lighter stuff. Do we have lighter stuff
2: so we're we do have lighter stuff we look do. at this Talk about things being so thrown into
0: space right exactly we, we can
2: and so actually uh before we do that jumping back to spacex and direct descent rockets the original proposal for the moon mission proposed a direct descent rocket so a vertical landing of that rocket and taking off instead of the the rendezvous um, mission that they, they ended up doing. So, uh, uh, Elon's ideas are not so uh, so revolutionary. Um, it just took a while to, for the technology to get there. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, jumping back to uh, uh, to our lighter topics, uh, NASA is going to let spin launch, they're going to test spin launch, his ability to fling satellites into orbit. And I love this story, and I love this technology, and this is going to be fantastic. So uh, Spin Launch is a company that basically is planning to have a carbon fiber arm that takes a satellite at the end of the arm, spins it around really fast, and launches it up into space in, in replacement of a stage one rocket. Um, so uh, they're saying it's a, a huge re- reduction in uh, total uh, fuel cost, total weight, um, so this one's going to be, be fun to see, uh, the test for, uh, and see what comes out of this.
1: Yeah. I've seen this like half a year or a year back already. And I'm now looking at, at their, uh, their proposal or like their, their introductionary video and like, oh, that looks like really cool. Uh, but, but also really hard. So if it is, um, still a lot of mass that you're flinging around over an axle. And, and so if things go wrong. They go horribly wrong, but that's also that's true with, with sitting on um, with, what did somebody call it? You're sitting on a, on a bunch of ex- explosives uh, and then built by the cheapest guy or something like that. It, it, it's some famous quote about uh, uh, space shuttles.
2: Uh, yeah, so what do you think when you're sit, sitting on top of the rocket and I'm I'm drawing a blank on the uh, on, on the exact astronaut but I um, I I think about that everything underneath me was built by the lowest uh, lowest bidder.
1: Yeah, exactly that one. Um so yeah, uh, but um it it is I think it's a lot more reusable. Um even uh, even though we're talking about SpaceX and reusable rockets, uh, this is even we're, we don't even need the stage 1 rocket so you you can Fling more satellites even quicker in, in into orbit. Uh, but there's just at the moment still a a size and weight limit that you you can use. But yeah, I'd imagine this
0: is gonna this could be good for the likes of SpaceX and Jeff's. Uh, is it what's his broadband company called? Uh, Blue Origin, I think. Blue Origin. Uh, what is that the name of the broadband company as well?
2: Um. No, uh, the the his the his
0: SpaceX equivalent is Blue Origin. Um, I don't know equivalent. what his um, Starlink
1: equivalent. Yeah,
0: I forget the name, but effectively this could be good for this because at the moment they have to take a an old Falcon Nine or whatever and they're, they're blasting these spaceship, these satellites in orbit and stuff. And uh, the good thing about this, this this catapult. It, let, let's be honest, it's a big fucking catapult. That's that's what it is, right? It is. Uh, but it's. Is it 10,000 10, kilometers an hour? It, it's shooting them up into the sky. Um,
2: um, so 8,047 kilometers an hour um, for us over in the States, 5,000 miles per hour um, at the end of a carbon fiber arm.
0: I mean, the one thing I find impressive is the G-force is up to 10,000 Gs, right? Which means it's not, it's not going to be suitable for any person. But to put that into perspective... The best fighting jet in the world. What's that? The F 35A? Yeah.
1: I think That's, so, yeah. There'll uh, be arguments uh, yeah. if you say
0: that. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put mistake in the ground and say it's the F 35A, right? what can you have a guess without Googling what the max G rating of an F 35A is? Uh, the
2: the plane or the, the plane. individual inside? The
0: yeah. Uh 30
2: ish. Uh, uh, 12 or 15. Nine.
1: Nine, okay. 9G. Nine I thought 9G was the person, then you black out without any extra
0: uh, No, if I look at the Boeing website.
1: Well, I believe you. I, I just imagined it be higher.
0: I thought that, actually.
1: Uh, but it also means that, like, What's the, the G rating of a rocket when it lifts off? Th- then you'll have a lot of Gs as well, right? Um, I,
2: yeah, it'll be roughly the same. Probably that seven, seven-ish, eight-ish.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that also means that if you're going to build satellites that have to withstand that amount of Gs at launch, you have to relook at how do I build my satellite?
0: Yeah, so it's going to have to be designed in a very specific way. The materials are going to have to change, but the benefit is for everybody here. It's less fuel. It's better yep. for the environment, but it doesn't get away from the fact that you're still going to require second stage boosters to be able to get that to
1: yep.
0: get that into orbit. Because what it's going to do, it's, it's going position, to catapult yeah. you. Because at the end of the day, it, it's going to it has a, a maximum velocity, doesn't it? So it's it's going to accelerate this piece of kit into into. Orbit, or not in orbit, actually, because it wouldn't get in orbit at that point. But it's going to accelerate them into the sky at 5,000 miles an hour, 10,000 Gs, which is fucking insane. And um, then second stage boosters are then going to take that out and it's going to go, right? There's still fuel used there. There's yep. still the, the single use part of this because those second stage boosters are going to, just float about after that they're eventually going to plummet back to earth and
1: burn up yeah yeah but
2: again this is this is phase one of of this and this is just yeah. sort of the the initial test is going to be a little bit a little bit smaller um, uh as well that they're that the testing is aim, aiming at about a thousand miles per hour um but you think about what what a gen 2 of this looks like is that can There's you just progress. get it into orbit Um, even if it's a smaller package, um, can you get it into orbit and then just do maneuvering thrusters or, or something where you can,
0: you can fine tune it from there. If you look at where SpaceX went, they wanted to be able to reuse a a rocket. Their initial, uh, sort of plan was to by being reusable, it means more than once. So they were hoping we'll be able to use it two times. I mean, how many times has Falcon nine being used 13, 14 times? if not more. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's
2: being completely rebuilt on the inside for the most part. So like, uh, I mean, you're, you're basically doing an engine overhaul. It's like, it's like F1 is that, yeah, yeah, that engine is used throughout (laughs) the entire series, but it's pulled apart and pretty much everything inside of it is new. And then it, it goes back
0: together and then goes back in the car. But if we, if we take that right. And we think, well, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty good that we never expected to even get that far. What you're saying is right, because if, you know, fair enough, we're going to live with these second stage boosters, but if we can get this done, so it's all reusable, then uh, I'm all for that because this is one, it's going to make, potentially could make space travel more affordable, right? Because that's Elon's uh, aim is to make space travel for the masses more affordable because we can reuse the rockets, which are the most expensive part. It's going to make it easier to launch satellites. So broadband services, GPS, imaging, you know, everything that we use on satellites is going to instantly become better and it's going to become cheaper, which is brilliant. It's going to drive innovation. There's no end of the issue. Does it mean that more shit's going to be floating about in space? Absolutely. Oh yeah. It, it all, the, the, it's basically a massive fucking scrapyard in there now, isn't it?
2: I yeah, space junk is a is a serious problem. Um uh, that uh there's, there's some maps out uh, out on the internet that show and, and there's some proposals for how to catch it and manage it, but uh, it is a significant problem and, and will continue to get worse and worse and worse over the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, so we, we have the ocean cleanup and later on then we'll have the space cleanup. It's a new money market.
2: Uh, yeah, and then if we're,
1: of-
2: if we're pushing all of it in, into orbit, then we'll have to do the ocean cleanup again.
1: Yeah, and and so, but, but there, so in, in the in the ocean cleanup, what what's floating about is uh, is junk right? Plastics and that kind of thing. But floating in outer space is a lot of valuable materials.
2: Uh, yeah, it's the best aluminum and titanium and gold and... Aluminium, uh, did you say that? How do you say that?
0: Aluminium. Aluminium.
2: Is there an extra U in there? No, it's Extra how
0: it's I? It's how, it's, it's how it's meant to be said exactly uh, aluminum hang on let me check how it's spelled you you wouldn't believe that you guys actually speak english right
1: oh uh, they don't they speak uh, yeah american.
0: yeah i've never claimed to speak english
2: I speak american american
1: <laughs> hell yeah but look I, at that
0: spelling there's no i there
1: well when, when i checked it there was
0: because american have just went you know what we, we don't like how that's spelled so what we're going to see is we're going to call it completely different and we're going to change the spelling and that's going to be how it is like they're going to take a perfectly good football squash it in the middle and get loads of pattern and just change the game completely and then give it Yeah, the don't,
1: don't even play it with their foot and call it football it's yeah
0: ridiculous
1: so let's let's bash chris that's fine
0: i'll be here <laughs> all day the token american <laughs> that I'm the token American., <laughs> nah.
2: I, I drive a wagon. I'm not the token American. A wagon?
0: I do have a wagon. and,
2: and a, a wagon over
0: here is like seven and a half tons drives fruit and veg and animals and all sorts. So you drive a big wagon? I, I have an extended version
2: of a car of
0: a hatchback.
1: so he he, he could drive vehicles and yeah,
0: a combi, yeah. as you guys call it in uh, Germany and uh, the Netherlands,
1: is it? Sorry, come again. Combi? Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
2: yeah. We'll have to have someone on with a pickup truck that can be your your token American.
1: Most definitely, and if he has a box of uh, ammo in in the back and a gun rack in in the in the yeah. hanging, uh, <laughs> then yes.
0: And it has a thirty-two liter V eight. 32 liter excellent <laughs> excellent well, i drive guys, a train it's it's come to that time where we are coming to the end of the show people have probably already switched off after listening to us ramble about shit for so long But well, it's been a pleasure and uh it was thank you very much for joining me
1: i'll see you was. again next week let's do this again
2: Have you figured out how to stop the recording? Doing it now.
1: Yeah. Now he's now he has to cut off the end.